0: All right, hello, 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 Mask Off Crown Honors. This is your host, Kiana D, coming at you with another great episode of Mask Off Crowns On. This week and all month, we are dealing and talking with mothers. New mothers, old mothers, just mothers in general. We know that we celebrate Mother's Day in the month of May. And so, and as you all know, I recently lost mine back in November. So this month, I am dedicating each and every episode to our beautiful mothers. Starting with my lovely friend Shakara. Well, first of all, I may have to say that all over again because you want me to say your full name, girl. No, go. Cara? You know, it's Kara. Right. Okay. That's what he's up. <laughs> so, with my beautiful friend Kara from Kara TV channel, and she is a new mother, and actually, not only she a new mother, but she is the mother of my very first and only godchild and she is only three months old so i asked her to come on and to share her journey and her story with us so cara welcome welcome hello 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 <laughs> well, thank you again for agreeing to come on because i know you know this is new to you so thank you um, <laughs> so her, first off we're just going to start off with again how did you even find out that you was pregnant and how did you feel when you found out I actually found out I was pregnant
1: last Mother's Day, and so the funny story is I took a pregnancy test a week beforehand because my period was about four days late, so I went and got a pregnancy test, I took it, it wasn't, like, crystal clear, like, the, the line was kind of faint. It was there, but it wasn't there. Like you could just call it a negative. So I was like, okay, I'm not pregnant. Whew. Then my fiance, Demetrius, he was like, no, I, I, I he said, I know, I, I feel like you're pregnant. I feel like you're pregnant. You're, your cycle's usually on time and it's late four days. He was like, let's just take another one. And about Uh, I think it was, like, a couple days after that. Take another one, like, two, three days, see if it changes. Well, two, three days will still happen to be Mother's Day. So, we were, um, we had plans to have his mom over for Mother's Day. So, she's um, on her way over here. I had to get some napkins. So, I went and ran to the store. And I was like, "Mm, might as well grab me a little pregnancy test while I'm in here. Since Mm -hmm. we already said we was going to retake another one. And I still haven't got my period. So, grab the pregnancy test. We was like, oh, we could just take it, you know, after your mom leaves, it's Mother's Day. We don't want to ruin anything. And we were like, no, just go ahead and take it. It's gonna be real quick. Real quick. Just go ahead and pee on the stick. We thought it was just gonna be a simple, oh, I'm not pregnant, period's just late, I'm stressed out. I took that pregnancy test. Three, I took all three, and they all came back positive. Wow. They all came back positive. So at this point, we were like, oh, my God, like, your mom's on her way over here. And I just found out I I was pregnant. So to make a long story short, it was Mother's Day, and we were celebrating for her. So we actually did not tell her until the day after Mother's Day because we didn't want to take her day away from her. Right.
0: Um, So in that moment, though, how did you feel? Like, what kind of, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was all sorts of thoughts but can you, like, give us a brief or a general idea <laughs> Like, the
1: first feeling, it was... I looked at Demetrius, and it was just, like, of course, you initially say, what are we going to do? hmm And it's, like... <laughs> it's, of course, that's not the, the first reaction you think as finding out you're pregnant. Like, what are we going to do? It's, like, what do you mean you're going to... What you're going to do? You're pregnant. But it's, like, no, seriously, reality kicks in. It's, like, oh, my God, so what do we do now? Like... Just five seconds ago, it was just me and you. I took this pregnancy test. It came back positive. Instantly, everything changed. Mm -hmm. And we can come out this bathroom and say, oh, let's not worry about it right now. But regardless, our situation will never be the same now. Everything has instantly changed. So it was more so what we're going to do. I looked at him and it was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? And Mm -hmm. he looked at me with a... Well, I guess we're going about to be parents. You know, it was more so like, well then, um, I guess it's time. Right. <laughs> I guess it's time, you know. We were being grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, things happened from that and you know, we were engaged. Mm-hmm. Um we were have been dating two and a half years, so and we were in a good space still is. So it, it, it's not like the child wasn't going to be brought into a welcoming environment. It was just mm-hmm. more of a like, oh, wow, it really happened. Because I just stopped taking my birth control in
0: January.
1: It's in May and I'm already pregnant. So Wow. It,
0: yes, it happens that fast. Wow. But you know, that, that goes back to my whole Italian that everything is all always divine. Because just full disclosure, shoot, I've been off birth control since I, I left college and lord knows i've had some experiences some grown experiences and in which i could have been by now but the fact that i haven't you know so many others it's like you know it was meant to be you know what i'm saying it's like when you have stuff like that and y'all are in a good place and y'all was you know moving to again y'all already engaged you know starting to plan a wedding and then boom here you go you find out you got a loved one it's Mm -hmm. you know it's, it's beautiful um the funny thing (laughs) is
1: like you as I'm sure people being in long term relationships for sure you you talk about having kids all the time and you're like oh you know when it's time it's time and it's like oh I'm so ready I'm so ready or I can't wait but like when it actually happens reality does set in so I mean I guess if you're not really trying it does come as a surprise like oh wow like so babies really do happen
0: (laughs) right Oh, um, so after you all, y'all got through the first, you know, initial stages and, you know, now you all are in the process and you're starting to bloom and just tell us a little bit about your, your carrying process. Like what sort of things did you feel or experience? Um, what would you like a, a about, you know, the carrying process? How was that for you? Well, the, I will
1: say it's funny because once I found out I was pregnant like a week or two later, that's when all the symptoms started kicking in. And personally, I think women sugarcoat the first trimester. The first trimester will literally break you. I'm not even gonna sugarcoat anything about it. <laughs> like I personally think the first trimester will make or break you. Like, wow. I was the like the, the symptoms are for real. They're intense. I was morning sickness and at that time I was working at 6 in the morning. Every Morning sickness kicked in every day at 7 o'clock and I mean whether you eat or not you're throwing up constantly like to the point where it's bile that you're throwing up mm-hmm. because you just can't help it and then if I didn't eat at a certain time or, or, or feel full by a certain time I would get sick so then I would start to throw up because I haven't ate. And Hello? Hello.
0: Hello. Yeah. Did we lose okay. connection? Yeah, we did.
1: Okay, so um where was I with the with the throwing up? Like if I didn't eat at a certain time, I would throw up. Um I felt really lethargic and everyone's like, Oh, you know, you can just take the medicine. To stop the morning sickness, they don't tell you that the side effect of the medicine is it makes you very, very tired. So the one mm. time I did take the medicine, I was damn near falling asleep at work. Like my eyes were beyond heavy. Um, I couldn't drink anything but water. If I drunk soda, juice, apple juice, even like orange juice, healthy juice, it any type of sugary drink, if it had any little bit of sugar, it left such a sweet nasty taste in my mouth Mm. and so um and I never really felt hydrated enough and the only thing that would quench that thirst was water and it had to be ice cold water so 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 then I was so tired of drinking water that I had to start drinking flavored water but that didn't work as well I would taste the little bit of flavoring that was in it but it was such a strong taste so I just that whole first trimester, which was three months, I drank nothing but water. Um, I couldn't eat sugary foods. Um, I had to eat salads. Um, certain meats made me throw up. Um, I love seafood and I couldn't eat any seafood. Um I was I was up all types of the night, just throwing up, um, cranky. Um to me, it was just, it was horrible. Like it's if I had to be pregnant like that for nine months, I would only have one child. Mm. Like, it's absolutely horrible. Like, again, every pregnancy is different, but from my experience, that's the first trimester symptoms of um, morning sickness, nausea, vomiting, lethargic, um, emotional, list. it was very, very,
0: very high for me. So how did you deal with all of that? Because I know not only was it physical, but I know that had to cause mental and spiritual strain as well. So what are some of the tools that you use to kind of get you through that time? Um, If you have a
1: partner or if you even, not even if you have a partner, if you have somebody close in your corner, you have to talk about that stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you have to just get it out. Like, oh, I'm so tired of throwing up. Oh, I'm so tired of feeling like this. Like, as a woman, don't feel bad for being drained while being pregnant like we are creating a whole human being and to me I feel like there it's the the the, the human being is like a vessel it has to take the energy from somewhere so it has mm-hmm. to drain the energy from us to yep. blossom so it's like we almost have to to to, to die to be reborn again mm. in in a sense cuz like you're you're the baby like steals everything from you, your nutrients. Mm. Um, sometimes it steals your beauty. I was feeling flushed. I was looking flushed in the face. Um, it, it steals your emotions, and you just, you just, you just have to, you have to talk about it. If you cry, you need to cry it out. And mm-hmm. again, as a woman, you have to understand that it is okay to feel bad, to feel overwhelmed, to feel like you can't do it. To feel like I'm never going to do this again, it, it's just the emotions that come with it, and don't feel bad. It's gonna—you're bringing in a whole nother. P- hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Like you're—you're you're going to have times where you hit rock bottom, but having the the baby growing is what's keeping your spirits up. Yeah, it's just—it's just a lot that comes with it. Like a lot comes with carrying a baby. Like it is beautiful, but people just do not speak of the ugliness behind it and the the weight it can have on your shoulders and Mm -hmm. i was i had a partner so i'm just imagining the weight on a single mom's shoulder because i was able to toss some of my weight on my fiance's shoulder and i just feel for those women who don't have the opportunity
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely so with your partner with and then i guess I'm sorry, I'm having a moment. So, with all of that, and even with the hardships, what kind of uh, uh, beyond you know the fact that you know you have a baby growing inside of you, what and talking about? It, I guess you did tell me everything that kind of helped, and that was that for the whole nine months. Is that all you did for the whole nine? And months? it was more to so more knowing,
1: time? like I'm. I have I have other women that have had kids. My younger sister has had a child. My sister has had two kids, and. I just had to keep telling myself, every woman does it. Like, come on now. Like, it's it's part of being a woman. I can get through this. Yeah. Every woman does it multiple times. Mm -hmm. So I can get through this. I just have to keep on trucking. And whether you want to keep trucking or not, that baby's going to continue to grow. So (laughs) you just better get with it. But you just have to really mentally stay strong. You have to talk about it. And you have to you have to understand your mental capacity and your points your breaking points because you're you're going to have those and don't ignore them um like I said that's what I was kind of trying to get out
0: that's what I exactly what I wanted you to say that's because I know it's, it's beyond the physical I know it has to be you know a lot mentally and again not coming from experience but hearing what you've told me and hearing some other people it's like I know like that mental part of it has to be heavy so it's like how do you deal with those things you know what I'm saying Um, for us and I think as women we just have it in us Mm -hmm. it's just we just kick
1: into overdrive like you just get tired of I'm tired of throwing up in the morning I'm Mm -hmm. tired of feeling sick so let me start eating something that won't make me feel sick let me start getting up earlier so I can throw up before work so I'm not throwing mm. up at work. Like, you can't beat it. Work with it. Okay. It's like, love you, you got to start taking charge of it. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to throw up at 4 o'clock in the morning, so let me set an alarm for 3.30 so I can already be up ready for it to come so it don't catch me by
0: surprise. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Those are the gems that I know we need because this is like, because, again, you starting a whole new life, and so you have to figure it out all over again. What and everything works is a pattern.
1: So you Mm -hmm. have to, everything that's happening with your body, you need to pay attention. You need to, if you're throwing up in the morning, start looking at what time. And then you'll start to realize that you're throwing up in the same time frame every day. So be prepared or try to, try to eat something beforehand or try to um, subside your stomach ahead of time because you know it's coming. The body is repetitive while
0: you're pregnant. It's like clockwork. Mm. So was there anything that, um as far as food or cravings that you just actually kept going towards like your um did Debbie just crave anything that you just had to have on uh, a daily I, basis or I, I,
1: I went through the ice craving.
0: Okay. Um, I always
1: craved ice and um pickles. <laughs> my first two month my first two trimesters I, I craved pickles. Like I had to have a pickle and the worst part is it wasn't just any pickle. It had to be one of the pickles from the gas station. The, <laughs> the pickles ones in the, from bag. the gas station, The ones that aren't refrigerated that you buy singly. The fat ones. And, um, yeah, I love that. I love ice. Um, sometimes I would get certain cravings for certain type of foods. Like, I wanted some one. Wine- i wanted some um southwestern egg roll no no it was wonton tacos this was during the coronavirus i wanted wonton tacos and i went to um applebee's and i sat down you know we got the menu we got our drink i'm looking at the menu it's a condensed menu now because Mm -hmm. you know the coronavirus they got everything in a smaller area Mm -hmm. less less amount of people i'm looking at the menu and i'm like i don't see the tacos whatever i'll just ask the lady the waitress came And I was like, hey, could I have the wonton tacos? I don't see them. And she was like, oh, you know, because of our shortage on staff and some food supply, we've um, condensed our menu and the wonton tacos is not on there. I kid you not, we left. (laughs) I left. Um, I damn near wanted to cry. I damn near wanted to cry because I could taste them tacos in my mouth. And then it was another time, for some reason, I was craving Golden Corral. I just don't know why. Pulled up to Golden Corral, it's closed. The buffets are all closed because of coronavirus. I cried in the parking lot, girl.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> that's how you know the craving real. <laughs> like I've had orders messed
1: up. Like I've ordered my cheeseburger add mac sauce, all that stuff. I get home, there there was no mac sauce on my burger, and like I was I. This it's hard to it's like. These D Demetrius, he's looking at me like everything's gonna be fine, and like you feel bad for crying because they forgot mac sauce on your right. on your burger, and it's like no, it's really that serious. Like I wouldn't have asked for mac sauce if I didn't want it on my burger. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Wow. But no, as the, the cravings are so real because you could taste it in your mouth, and once you have the craving, it's hard to get rid of it. That's what mm. it is. Like once. You crave it. You want it. Like I could see we could be sitting together and I could order. I can order um, chicken and you can order pasta. But when you get your pasta, it looks good. Now I want the pasta. Like that's how it was with me. Like I wanted it because, oh, my God, I seen somebody eat a Krispy Kreme donut on TV. So I went to Krispy Kreme and got me a donut. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, did, but did you even enjoy it though? Yes, like okay, yes. okay. Like, I don't know
1: why, but I was just get, and, and I'm naturally a fatty, so
0: it just being pregnant just enhanced it. Okay, okay. So when you didn't get what you wanted, though, besides the crown what I mean, like I said, what could you do to in order to soothe that craving?
1: Um, just try to replace it with something else you love, okay. or like with the pickle. Obviously, I was craving something like salty, vinegar, so I would, okay, if you don't got the pickle, can you get me some salt and vinegar chips then?
0: Okay, okay, gotcha.
1: Uh, like, oh, they don't got no mac sauce, so now I gotta put some damn
0: barbecue sauce on here. Mm. okay. Yeah, stuff like that. Okay, so as you're getting closer to delivery, what were some of the new emotions or new things that came along with that as as we started for careers beginning your you know your third fourth trimester how how was that stage for you um more so getting ready is making
1: sure like is my baby gonna have enough of this is my baby gonna have enough of that um is her nursery ready I mean which I I noticed not not every mom does a nursery these days because like mm-hmm. we're more so prone to just having the baby sleep in our room or we just don't have access to an extra room at the moment and me and my fiance was blessed enough to already excuse me already be in a house that had three bedrooms so we just was able to turn one of the rooms into her nursery so it was more so getting that ready which I'll just tell all the moms now it's kind of pointless because the baby really does not sleep in the crib and stuff so we had all her room ready for her to go and she doesn't even be in it so <laughs> the good thing is just we put all her clothes up and all her baby accessories and baby stuff so it's easier to find. But as far mm-hmm. as like her sl- sleeping in it, we were trying to keep the crib clear. There's so much junk on that crib now because she's not in it. But um and it was the the main thing that I was always worried about and it's more so because of outside pressure mm-hmm. was um daycare. And uh, it really kind of killed the joy of being ready to have a child or the the joy of bringing a child into this world because people were so concerned Mm -hmm. about what I'm going to do with my child about daycare. And -hmm. it's like, okay, daycare is um, quite expensive. And at the place I am in my life, we can't afford it. I I would literally be... Working to pay for daycare, like it's like five hundred a week.
0: Mm-hmm. Five hundred
1: a week—that's twelve hundred a month. That's that's somebody's mortgage
0: mm-hmm. in two weeks. Yep.
1: So, um, and people was just people, family members, mostly family members. Like, I love my family, but that I will say that was the one thing that killed the bringing the child in is worrying about daycare. And as moms, yes, we should have that in the back of our mind, but it shouldn't be drilled or at the top of the worry but for my experience that was the biggest thing about bringing this baby in my ninth month of pregnancy was daycare how was I going to take care of this baby how long was I going to be able to stay out of work Um, am I going to find a daycare um, that's suitable for my child am I going to like it am I going to trust them like that was the biggest worries I wasn't even worried about am I going to be a good mom because I just knew mm-hmm. I just, I'm a good person Mm-hmm. So I was gonna be a great mom, and I'm mm-hmm. I ain't gonna toot my horn on that. One. <laughs> toot toot! You better. I am a great. I am a great person, so I was gonna be an awesome mom. So Seriously. I was never worried about that, but it was more so of the the daycare. Honestly, yeah. that was my biggest deal. My ninth month of pregnancy, getting mm-hmm. and and then the the nesting. Um, I had this urge to clean the entire house. I mean, scrubbing baseboards. Mm-hmm. cleaning the entire house. Cleaning the the cracks in the door. Like, I, I cleaned my fan. Like, it took me an hour to... I cleaned it with, like, a toothbrush. Scrubbing all the dust out of the fan and stuff. Like, wow. <laughs> like you get to this point where you're like, oh, my baby's going to be in here. I want to clean this. I want to clean this. I want to clean that. I want to clean that. So, I had me, my step me, my um, mother-in-law, my fiancé, and my best friend. We were all in the house cleaning. Mm-hmm. Like, a whole day just cleaning. I mean we had toothbrush, gloves, <laughs> scrubs. Like, we were cleaning every little crevice you could think of. Period. For whatever reason, I just got into this mode where I just wanted to, to clean everything.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I can understand that, again, you bringing home your new baby, your new life, and you know, home and... So again, being in the hospital and coming home, you know they may have a little bit of air touch but you want to make sure your 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 place, you know your home is as safe and as sterile as possible. So I can definitely mm-hmm. understand that feeling. I can definitely understand that feeling. Look, and the feeling of of worry over um over the daycares. You know, um again, I used to I used to work in them, so I know the good ones, I know the bad ones, and I know the in betweens, and I know how difficult it can be. So um. Which is why I'm so grateful that, you know, you didn't have to immediately go back to work and um, have to make that decision of whether to put her in one or not, you know, so fast. Like, a lot of women don't have that option, like you say, to where they got to go ahead and get back to work because they mm-hmm. don't have nobody. So it's like they've got to throw their kids in there. And I know they don't want to. You know what I'm saying? So that right there is definitely a blessing. Definitely a blessing.
1: Absolutely.
0: So now we made it through all the phases. It's time to give birth. Please, if you don't mind, share your birthing experience with us because it was a doozy.
1: Well, my birthing experience, it really, um to me, it was, I had a bad experience. Like, I didn't, it was just a lot. Well, I, I guess. um my birthday was on january 15th my due date was january 16th um january 15th i had um i was feeling a lot of sharp pains and i couldn't tell if it was a contraction it it, like some of it really hurt sometimes but some of it didn't and again i'm a new mom so i don't know what contractions feel like i don't care people's like oh you're gonna know what it feels like whatever I don't know what a contraction feels like so I didn't know if it was Braxton Hicks or what so I went to triage I, I went to I went to um, where I would give birth and um to see if I need to go to triage and they um checked me and they saw that my water had broken like my amniotic fluid was th- was almost gone so this is my birthday so I didn't we didn't bring like, we we told him we didn't bring, like, my hospital bag, no nothing. Like, we didn't eat all day. Like, we didn't eat all day, no nothing. So I was like, oh, my God. Like, I don't want to, like, be stuck here right now. I still got to. It's my birthday. It is my 29th birthday. I don't want to be in the hospital right now. I don't want to have Demi on my birthday. I want her to have her own day. So um, we told him that we were going to. This was, like, 11 o'clock at night. We told him that we were going to go home and get a little bit of a rest. And come back like three, four in the morning. And of course, once the fluid is um, out of your, um, once the, once the amniotic fluid has been um, released, like mm-hmm. the baby now is prone to infection. So they really want to start inducing labor. So I really had to twist uh, my doctor's arm to let me go home and, tell, and then mm-hmm. promise them that I was going to come back. Um, so I went home, finished enjoying my little birthday, had some pizza. I'm still kind of like in pain we're packing up we got everything ready to go and we're like oh we're gonna get just a couple of hours we ended up not getting many because I was in so much pain so we came back to the hospital about five o'clock in the morning um they they checked me in um I was like maybe a centimeter dilated and um they hooked me up to the machines you know was checking the baby's heart rate my belly all that stuff and then um we went um to the section where I, I was gonna be induced I had to be induced because um you know my water had broken so um they induced my labor with um picotin and mm-hmm. they that's like a, a it's like a piece of I want it's like a ribbon like but it's dissolvable it's a dissolvable ribbon like thing that they stick up your cervix and mm. it dissolves and it makes you contract.
0: Okay. And you're
1: supposed to keep it up there for up to um up to 12 hours. Um mm-hmm. well, I had mine up there maybe 30 minutes and I already started contracting. And so the doctor wasn't he wasn't um expecting me to start contracting that early Mm -hmm. so mind you I'm um now I'm contracting this is the first day um in the hospital um so you know we're waiting for me to dilate 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 okay they say you're supposed to dilate like every hour or whatever Mm -hmm. so um I'm dilating super super slow like I mean super slow like we're I've been in there a whole day I probably got to maybe two centimeters Two centimeters, and like the doctor's not understanding why I'm not dilating. Um, oh, I forgot to put that I came in there dehydrated already mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and it might be it might come from the amniotic fluid already being gone. But I was dehydrated, and you know, once you start labor, you can't drink, eat or drink anything. So I'm still not eating or drinking anything, and it's been 24 hours now. I've died. I've been in labor 24 hours, and I've dilated about two, three centimeters. So. Um, Now where they gave me um, some other liquid medicine that is supposed to help the dilation. And um, at this time, I had asked for the epidural Mm -hmm. because the contractions were starting to hurt. Um, And actually, the epidural didn't hurt that bad. I was so scared of the epidural for no reason. Like once you're contracting and it's hurting... The epidural is nothing, and it 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 really didn't hurt. Like it kind of felt like a regular shot, a slight sting, but nothing. You can't Mm -hmm. breathe through. So if you have tattoos or anything, or you have any body piercing, you can definitely take an epidural. It it yeah, it says it in the spine, but it does not feel like they're they're stabbing you in your spine. It's on a scale one to ten. I would say it was maybe like a. A three-four. It was very minute. I would definitely okay. do it again. And again, kudos to um all the women who did it naturally. Good for you. We still finished the same way. <laughs> the outcome was still the same, sweetheart. <laughs> but to me, no, um, that pain is unbearable. Them contractions is nothing to play with. Like they are everything everybody said they are, they will break you. Like it is, you can't help but scream. That's it. You, you scream. So I got the epidural. Now I don't feel a thing. And because you're numb from the, um, like the waist down and where your stomach area is, they actually mm-hmm. make you go on a catheter. Cause at this point you can't get up and go to the bathroom. So mm-hmm. I got my, um, epidural and I got on the catheter and they gave me some, like I said, they administer some liquid medication that is supposed to continue to help me dilate. Now I'm heading into maybe like 30 hours of labor. I probably got to maybe four or five centimeters and it just stopped. I just stopped dilating. Um, they said my contractions weren't, my contractions needed to be at um, a strength of 200 for um, my cervix to continue to dilate and it wasn't going past 150. So they gave me some more medicine. Again, I don't know what this medicine is called by then. I, I've been drugged up. I've been, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been drugged up. I had epidural, I had Pitocin. I've had medicine. I've had pain medication. And um, I'm still not dilating past six centimeters. Mm. So now we're on like 36. I'm on 36 hours of labor. I've been in labor a whole day and a half. Wrapping up the second day. (laughs) Wrapping up the second day. Um, The doctor... And mind you, I'm still dehydrated. So at this point, I said F them and I started chewing ice. Like I started chewing started swallowing it I
0: just couldn't take it no more
1: I was super super dehydrated the corners of my mouth was white
0: but that's my I know you couldn't eat a drink but they wouldn't even let you have ice before then like you had to to break the rules just to have ice like you you're supposed to like
1: suck on it and spit like you can't drink anything you can chew some Mm. ice but I was I was like chewing it swallowing it I was letting the ice Melt, and I was drinking the water. Right, like I was I was sipping it slowly, like I didn't care anymore. Um, and so I wasn't dilating past six centimeters. They even gave me the peanut ball. That's when you put between your legs, and it's just supposed to spread your cervix. I just wasn't going anywhere. And now I'm on like 36, going on um, 48 hours of labor. This is day two. We're wrapping up day two of me in labor. Me on a catheter. Me bed bound. And me drugged up for the past 48 hours. And they've been taking blood samples every four hours. So mm. I've I've gotten bruised up by this point. Because I'm dehydrated. So my veins collapsed. I now have to get um, my IVs in my hand. When they take blood it's from my hand. Because that is the only vein they can get. Um, to this day I still have a bruise on my forearm. From all the sticks that they've given me. That it's a discoloration that just will not go away. Um... So um, since I wasn't dilating um, past six centimeters, the doctor finally realized that my body was also retaining water. So my kidneys weren't um, working properly. And at that point, mind you, again, I have to keep saying the hours, I'm in like 48 plus hours of labor. At that point, because my body was retaining the water, my legs were swollen, my eyelids were swollen, my arms, everything on me was swollen. um, They said that I had to have an emergency C-section. So after two days of labor and all that pain, I'm heading to a C-section. Wow. Yep. So um, I'm going to a C-section. Um, they give me some more anesthesia that's supposed to make me super numb, but the anesthesia also makes you cold because it's 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 at a temperature that's colder than the room you're in. So you start to shake. They have they have um they have hand railings for you to grab because you're going to shake so i'm sitting there getting the medicine administered, and my my teeth are chattering as if i'm in the like in the cold like my teeth is chattering my arms are shaking just i'm freezing um so the doctor starts cutting you open you don't feel anything but you smell the Mm -hmm. flesh Mm. like that's something they do not tell you you don't feel it but you smell the burning flesh of the doctor opening up your skin like it's just mm-hmm. it's just it's a weird smell and then once they go to get the baby you feel them tugging you feel them tugging on something inside of you you just feel just tug being mm. tug at your um at your body and for some reason I'm reacting to the medication and it's making me throw up so I'm laying down you gotta picture this I'm laying down hands across holding the rail lean to the side throwing up
0: as they're trying to get... get um, As they're trying out.
1: to pull Demi out of me. Jesus. So, and then next thing you know, I hear a cry and there goes my baby. <laughs> and um, I wish all the horror story would stop there, but I was so drugged up from the two days and I was so exhausted that um, I was completely in and out the whole time after they brought my baby. So I just remember... Seeing her. I remember them laying her on my chest and then next thing you know, I woke up, it was a new day and Demi was already being bottle fed on formula. Mm. Um, she was um, she already had her first diaper change. Um, they've already came in and taught D how to feed her, change her um, g- like gave them the paperwork, just everything that needed to be um, done the first day. I was not conscious there to do it
0: wow so how did that make you feel not being
1: mature I had a disconnect from my child because I really didn't see her till the second day she was born and mind you I'm on so now I'm day three in the hospital I just had my baby and um I didn't get off of bed rest until day five so I was stuck in the bed for two days and a half so anytime the baby cried he had to bring her to me right like so it was it was a lot I felt like I wasn't doing enough as a mm. mom and I felt like I wasn't connecting properly so it it, um, it was a lot I was still I was swollen my, my my body was completely swollen because of the water it retained my mm-hmm. eyelids were were gigantic um I couldn't fit my shoes I had to take off all my rings um I had to get some slippers that were two inches bigger than what I normally wear.
0: So, so, yeah, it was, it was a lot,
1: all to bring my baby girl <laughs> <laughs> into this world.
0: Right. So, wow. Like, even just hearing it again, and, and I know y'all probably listening like, this, is this our first time hearing it? No, I've heard this story before, but every time it's just like, wow, because again, us as women, you know, we know we want to, you know, give birth. Well, some of us, not everybody wants to give birth, but a lot of us, we, we, you know, we want to do that part of life, because, you know, that's again, the part about being a woman, being able to carry life, but to actually hear firsthand all of these different ways that that experience can go, and yes, we know every woman has a different experience, but this is one that I have not you know, heard of, and the fact that she had to go so long trying to have her baby, you know, and be able to push her out and still end up getting a C-section and have like I said, having to go through all that afterwards and not being able to immediately, you know, have that connection like that, mm-hmm. that's a whole different, you know, that's a whole different side that we don't hear. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the reasons why I really wanted her to come on because her story is so unique in my opinion and because of the different variances, you know, that it has to it. So, t- okay, so now you finally, you know, it's day five and you're your swelling is starting to Come down a little bit y'all starting to go home what's the transition mindset there because I know you say you was feeling you know somewhat disconnected what were some of the things that was kind of processing through your head during that time
1: it was more so of getting home is oh my god they're just gonna give us this baby and say go be parents <laughs> um it, it, it's 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 a a fear to know that I'm solely responsible for this human being and that was our first time, both of our first time holding a child that was under three months. So the Demi was very, very, very small. She was six pounds when she came out. But by the time she left the hospital, she was about five pounds and a little bit, um, a couple ounces. So she was under six. So um, it was more so, uh, do I have everything settled um, am I going to be able to do this? And since I had a c-section, now I was no longer able to go upstairs. Mm-hmm. And that was her that was where her room was upstairs next to ours. So we had to bring everything downstairs and make everything accessible downstairs. And we also um, scheduled for um, the mother-in-laws to come simultaneously a week after each other to help us transition. With the, with the new addition to our family. And we also had two dogs. So we I was linked. just gonna
0: say that. <laughs> so um,
1: at the time, we didn't cage our dogs. But mm-hmm. once um, Demi came, we got two cages. And um, we had to start caging them most of the day or putting them outside until they got used to the new presence in the house. And to um, get used to her scent, before they met her, um, we let them smell the hospital blankets she was on. So they can already know um, the type of scent she was and who she was, what she smelled like. And um, when they finally was able to come near her, it was only for a couple seconds at a time. And we just made it very clear that you are allowed near this thing when I say you can. Mm -hmm. So we have to um, we have to assert that dominance immediately. Yeah. um, Of course, it took trial and error, but they were either going to get with it or get lost. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Period, and when I tell y'all, like she is, like just uh, well not just as, but almost as as attached as she is to Demi, she's attached to her dogs. But when I tell you, she mean that, she mean that, and so and and they're most loving dogs anyway, big old beautiful um, pit bulls. But so and for that in itself, a lot of families would have been nervous to bring home a, a baby. You know, you got two yes, two to I should have said I had I have two. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. And they're not
1: small <laughs> Uh the... The, the smallest one is probably 50 50 55 pounds that is the small you're right so and um, they both and, no, and my dogs are great dogs they've never it's been never an true. issue and of course it was um they had curiosity of the baby but like I said you're if you're an owner you know your dogs mm-hmm. you know when your dogs you, I just feel like you know your dog. You know if your dog is giving you that sense that you're not going to act right and I'm going to have to handle this. Or you're just curious. And my dogs are far from stupid and they already know who's the head honcho in this house. And so we, we had to establish that really quick. And now they can care less about her. <laughs> right. They don't pay Demi any attention. Um, and also, I want to double back with coming back home. Um, mm. You instantly need to get into a routine.
0: And so, how did you
1: all go about um, getting into that routine? Um,
0: you'll start
1: off with, you know, you're feeding your baby every two three hours, so you keep that up consistently. Um, you should all you should always, with it being 24 hours in a day, you should always be able to every every day should be around the same time. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you're feeding her at 11 a.m., by the time the two, three hours come back around that same time, it should be around 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. At the, at the earliest. Mm-hmm. Um, And then um, with me having a significant other, we establish set time frames. So I would do night shift because I'm a night owl, naturally. And he would do day shift because he is a day person, naturally. And when we say night shift, day shift, we mean so, like, Demi wake up at 5 in the morning. Um, he'll go ahead and handle her 5 in the morning until – until the afternoon, if, if I needed till the afternoon to get ready. And um, with night shift, like, I'll take her about 7 o'clock, and if he want to wind down, he could go ahead and wind down the rest of the night. And that's, you know, that's my shift. And it has to be like that because you guys have to get some sleeps because your baby is eating every two, three hours, and it doesn't take both of you guys to wake up every two, three hours. So if, if I could just stay up from 10 p.m. To, to 5 a.m., he could get up at five and I could sleep from like five to the afternoon and then we can Mm -hmm. link back up in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and so you really have to establish set time frames and just kind of be on a schedule feed her at a certain time um if you know she's going to take a nap at this time take a shower at that time if you know she's going to take a nap this time in the afternoon use that
0: as a time to fix your meal and Mm -hmm. stuff like that you have to work around your baby and it's and it's best for both of both of you guys, cause and then for other people that come in, cause I can attest, um, like I said, being the guy, mommy, and I came in for that week to to sit with her, like it was beautiful because she was already on the schedule, and they they told me, okay, she eat at such and such time, she do this, she do that, but it was I literally just followed the schedule, and you know she was fine. Not that she would she wanted not have been fine anyway, cause she's such a peaceful baby, but um, it just it, it helps everybody involved from the people that has to come help you all to you know you yourself and your life balance i believe yeah she did they, they all her and d both did a great job as <laughs> far as the schedule and because i mean it's beautiful it's beautiful so i definitely gotta give you your props as you did that y'all. You. yes ma'am especially as new parents new mothers never had the opportunity like six, well i'm a capricorn and y'all know we are scheduled
1: Type of people and everything has to be a certain way and so the way I'm organized in life I just organized my baby like that <laughs>
0: yes she did yes she did so okay as we get ready to wrap up um again is there any last minute advice tips any
1: the main tip big? I want to tell my mommies is don't feel bad when you feel overwhelmed you're going to get overwhelmed this is a whole human being and this is a whole new experience for you so you're gonna have times where you feel like you can't do it you're gonna have times where you're like damn I wish I never had this baby do not feel bad get those feelings out and speak on it so there isn't a negative act on it speak on it um and also um just do your best don't compare your life to anyone else's do what's best for you and your baby um you can people can always when i was pregnant or when i had my child they can always you know give that advice to you but do what's best for you and your baby nobody knows your baby better than you and um as far and the main thing is breastfeeding mommies you can breastfeed it is it is natural it is what we are meant to do it is what the body produces it is what us women are catered to do but if you do not breastfeed if you are not capable of breastfeeding or if you are not fully committed to breastfeeding do not let anyone make you feel bad you it's it's a preference your baby's not going to be any different than somebody else um if you cannot breastfeed um I chose not to like I said I had a bunch of fluid retained in me it prevented me from breastfeeding my baby had already started on formula I chose not to I was very scolded from not breastfeeding but my baby turned out just as healthy as the breastfed kids so just don't let anyone make you feel less of a woman breastfeeding does not make you more of a woman than the next person just do what's better for you and um you brought this baby in the world, and just for that, you are a champion.
0: Amen. Amen. Go ahead, sis. You better encourage ladies out here. Period. Period. I love that, sis. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because that's exactly what it is. No, on this show, we already know, it's no shaming right here. No body shaming. No mommy shaming. No shaming on any form. So everybody's different everybody's lifestyle is different everybody's birthing experience is different so yeah our older moms they may have some advice and some you know nuggets and we're gonna listen but don't try to push what you got down our throats because at the end of the day we still got the experience and grow you know with our baby you know as well that's a part of the journey Yep. so girl when i tell you i thank you so much for coming on and just thank sharing you your for journey. having me god this, mommy girl this was amazing like I learned so much just from listening again and just hearing your side of the story and as a first-time mom and the different things that you experienced and I know a whole lot more moms are going to get so much from this so thank you thank you thank you and as always guys this is Mask Off Crowns On with Kennedy D and my special guest Cara from Cara TV go ahead and check out her YouTube channel she does um lifestyle stuff she talks about her baby her journey with her her and her fiance so it's a lot of it's a lot of good stuff so go check it out oh um do you also want to give your tiktok um account too or Um, you can you can follow me on tiktok at
1: e-l-o-l-o-x that is where i do tiktoks with me and my daughter i put cooking tiktoks on but most famously my tiktoks of her outfits of the day
0: yes yes so again check out her panhandle's Um, thank you guys for listening and until next time, continue to be unapologetically you as we take our mask off and fix our crowns, ladies and gentlemen.